Welcome to the second part of the Joseph Fritzl case. Today we will get into the details of the actual crime now that we know all of the background. I'm Kylie. And I'm Julie. So, as I talked about in the first episode, he, or I had mentioned it, I guess, one day her and her brother and her dad were home, mm-hmm. um, and he asked her to help him bring a a metal door into the garage. Yeah. Instead of her brother. Because he wanted to lock her in there. Yeah. So basically, the basement that was built underneath the, like, apartments, I guess you'd say, um, there was only two entrances to it, and one of them was in the garage. Mm -hmm. And there were, like, the entrances, it was a door and then a staircase, like, straight down into pitch black. So... He, once they put down the door, he was like, I need to talk to you or whatever. It didn't say specifically what he said. Yeah. Um, and no one's really going to know because when she was released from his prison that he made for her, it was 24 years after. So she, no way she remembers exactly what was said. But, um, he just was like, let's go into the basement and so we can talk. He brings her to his office and sits her down in a chair facing away from the door to the office. Um, And then he says, oh shoot, I forgot something upstairs. I'll be right back. So he goes um, upstairs and comes back down and attacks her (laughs) with a rag filled with chloroform. Oh, yes. That's how you do it. Obviously, she passes out from the chloroform, because that is what it is used for. Um, Well, in a criminal sense, but... And then she wakes up in this musty room. One of the walls is literal dirt. Um, No lights. And is chained. Oh, real cute. To the bed. Yes, chained. Um... So, she was originally shackled at her, like a prisoner would be, at her hands, and then it was connected to her waist and to her feet. Yeah. So. No. Yes. So, he left her in there for 10 days with no food, no water. She couldn't move. She could get off the bed, but she could only stand, like, right next to it. She couldn't walk any further. Um basically starving her for these 10 days she's no light like doesn't no human contact for 10 whole days um eventually he starts coming downstairs or into the basement and uh whatever to see her every so often and then that grows to every day in the morning and night and they begin their routine again of him raping her twice a day um Eventually, he gets sick of the chain that she has on and gives her a new one that is only around her waist. How stylish. So, and it's long enough so she can reach all edges of the corner, of the corner, of the room. Mm -hmm. 
except for where so like the there was a little hallway to where the entrance was oh, to the yeah. room wherever he had it um that she couldn't go all the way down to get out um he also like gave her food and she didn't have any actual silverware she had plastic silverware because oh. he didn't want her to use it as a weapon and whatever else didn't want her to shank him yes so Eventually, after, no, we don't know the exact timeline of this because Joseph didn't, doesn't know either. Yeah. And Elizabeth doesn't know either because she only knows what happened to her. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't even have a sense of time. Right. Um, because it's dark and whatever else. So we only know the 10-day thing because Joseph Joseph knew that he was going to keep her down there and not go anywhere near her for 10 days um, until the police like were like, well, she's gone and whatever. Because yeah. he reported it to the police and they were just like, she probably ran away again, but we don't know where to. Yeah. So eventually after a couple years or so, she gets pregnant in August of 1986. She knows this because her body feels different. And people who are not trapped in a room with just themselves probably wouldn't notice, but she noticed because she's trapped in a room by herself with nothing but herself. So, that's why she notices. Um, And then... She miscarries in the 10th week, all by herself in a dark room, and he oh. doesn't take her to the hospital. Hurt. Joseph was happy about her being pregnant because he thinks that babies fix problems. A lot of people do. A lot of people have kids to fix problems. Yep, and it always makes it worse, yeah. <laughs> um, which is why him and his wife have seven kids. Because he, I, I personally think that there was something sus going on with him and his wife. I think that he was abusing her. Yeah. Well, it says it in the book that he was abusing her. But I think he was abusing her sexually as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think you can't abuse your wife sexually. I know. <laughs> you can. Um, I don't, I don't think she wanted to have all those kids. And all of them are, like, two or three years apart. So, no one does that to themselves with seven kids. Anyways, so, because Joseph thinks that uh, babies think, like, fix things, he he doesn't uh, rape her more, but he becomes even more careless. Like, more purposeful? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so she, he fathered seven of his own grandchildren while she was in that room. That's just gross. Seven kids in general is gross, but like, like that's even worse. Yes. So he's her father and grandfather. It's disgusting. Yeah. So her first kid was born 
on August 30th, 1988. So two years after the first time she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave birth to her child, her first kid, uh, Kristen, alone. Yeah. In the dark room, As all by herself. One does. This is the only one that she remembers. He was not present for the birth because obviously it's traumatizing. It's her first child that she's giving birth yeah. to. Um, the rest of them, she said, or the book said that he could have been there. He might not have been. Like he sh- they don't really know. Yeah. Um. So then, two years later, in February nineteen ninety, she gives birth to Stefan. August twenty twenty. 2020 nope that was last year august 1992 gives birth to lisa uh february 1994 she gave birth to monica april 1996 she gave birth to twins alexander and michael and there's another part about them that i will talk about later and then this is the longest stretch it's seven years in between the twins and her last kid Felix, who was born in 2003, which makes him the same age as us. I don't like that. He just he just turned 17 in December. No, thank you. No, no. Yep, it's gross. Um, yeah, so she has all of these children in that room. Oh, on that they bed. They leave? No. Well, he did take some of the children upstairs for him and his wife to raise. Oh, so... Did she know? Yes, she knew. <gasps> so. I don't <laughs> I, wow, mama mia, could you imagine knowing that? Mm-hmm. So, Joseph doesn't know what children he was present for it, with their birth. Um, it was definitely not all seven. And he oh. never once brought Elizabeth to the hospital to give birth or check on the baby. That's awful. He took Monica, Lisa, and Alexander upstairs to live with him and his wife, claiming that they showed up on the doorstep and they were recognized as their foster parents legally. Oh, oh, no, no. So his... they're getting money for those kids, too. Yep. So his story to the police and whatever else was that Elizabeth dropped them off at the doorstep with a note saying, please take care of my babies and whatever. Oh, my God. But, like, so, because they probably were going to test her DNA, so they had to come up with that story. But right. I hate that. Because then when it's a 50% match, or, actually, it would be more than a 50% match to Joseph. It would be 75% because Elizabeth has half of his DNA. Oh, yeah. So, yes. normally they take DNA samples and see who the parents are for neglect. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that. Okay, I hear it here. Yeah. Um, Alexander was a twin to Michael. Oh, yes. But he was dropped off alone. Because Michael died. Oh. He died shortly after he was born. Um, And that was really all that was said. Nobody knows where he was buried. Nobody knows what Joseph did with the body. Nobody knows, and Joseph hasn't said anything at all about it. Yeah. Um, twins, I looked, <laughs> I did some research on twins, and usually 
even if they're carried to term for twins, they're put in the NICU for a little bit because they're twins and they're sharing, not the same womb, but they're sharing a body to get their nutrients and they don't always get all the same things. So they're usually close monitored and I think that's probably why he died because he probably needed help and he was born in a musty, dirty room. With a dirt wall. Yes, pretty much. Um, that's all, like, the disgusting, like, awful details of that. Um, she was able to get out of the basement, though. Obviously, that's how he was caught. But, so, on April 19th, 2008, um, Kirsten, her oldest, Elizabeth's oldest daughter, fell unconscious. Oh. And... No one knows how long it took Joseph to go downstairs or how long they waited with her being unconscious and yeah. whatnot. Um, but when he did, Elizabeth somehow convinced him to bring her to the hospital. Good for her. So she was born in 1988. So at this point, she's 20. 20. Holy crap. All right. So she's 20. <laughs> And Elizabeth had to help him carry her outside. So the other exit was, like, have you ever seen those, uh, what's it called, basement entrances that, like, open up? They're, like, oh, the trap door. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So it was one of those. And she helped him carry her outside. And she saw the daylight for the first time in 24 years on that day. No. Yep. Um, when they got to the hospital, Kirsten was not doing well. She was in kidney failure. Oh. Um, Joseph made up a story that she was on his front porch, just like the three other grandchildren, and she was very sick. But the difference is, she's 20. Yeah, this isn't just a baby you can Right, she's a legal adult at this point. So, it didn't say anything about him lying about her age, but... There's no birth certificates for any of these kids. Yeah. So they have no way of proving it. And I also have no idea how they know what their birthdays are. Because Elizabeth doesn't know any time. Probably because Joseph was so into kids, he would have kept track of all of them. Yeah, he might have. That probably is why. But, um, basically, Joseph wrote a note and claimed it was from Elizabeth, and the police started to search for Elizabeth because the doctors thought that the circumstances were very unusual. Well, yeah, a girl comes out of dirt room after 20 years. Right. So, Joseph brought Elizabeth to see Kirsten two or three days after he brought Kirsten to the hospital. He brought her outside. Yep, and to the hospital to see her daughter. Oh, I would have ran to every nurse in that damn hospital. Well, she, Elizabeth convinced him because, well, so he brought her out because Elizabeth was begging him, and two, because the police were looking for her. So if he had left her down there, they would have found her? I don't actually know, because in the last, remember in the last episode we were talking about how he had the whole basement surveyed so that the town knew 
what their land looks like, and then he made this separate room for Elizabeth after that. Oh, yeah. So nobody knows that this is even a thing. Um, dropping my computer. Um, so, this is when everything goes down. Yes. Um, we, they separate Joseph and Elizabeth somehow, the police do, and they bring them both, I think they do questioning at the hospital, um, so that they can figure out what is going on, because as of right now, they think that Kirsten is being neglected, and that's being put on Elizabeth, because she is her mother. Oh, could you, I hate it here. (laughs) But, as we will find out, that is not the case, because as soon as Elizabeth is alone, she tells them everything. Everything. But we're going to get more into that in the next episode. And we're going to talk about what the police did exactly. um, How Joseph tried to deny what he did. And what his sentence is. Well, is and was, I guess. It's still the same thing, I think. So, we'll see you in the next episode.